Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It is Thursday, October 14, halfway through the month of October. It finally feels like fall outside. I've really been struggling. Um, Sunday, we had a great day, but I went home. I had about an hour window to cut my grass. Uh 89 degrees, and I was dripping with sweat. Don't you hate when you have to get in the shower and you're dripping with sweat and you get out and you're You're still still sweating? Yes, I hate that. I had to go to a... I was (laughs) was able to go to a mission team meeting. Let me say it like (laughs) that with my friend Jody Owens. But yeah, I'm just thinking the whole time I can't cool down. And that's like a July thing or an August thing. Yeah, it was hot. So what do we make of that? What, what do you mean? What do we make? It was eighty nine degrees on Sunday. Is that just kind of the way it I is? I think it's or? just the way it is. Sometimes you get hot and sometimes you get cool. You so you're not know. sitting here saying global warming has caused <laughs> me to be sweating on October tenth. No, I don't okay. think it's global warming. Yeah. Okay, well we've got that set. Just okay. God. But anyway, it was fifty two degrees uh, yeah. Wednesday morning when I woke up. So yeah. that was good. That's nice bad. change. Hey, nice change. Let's talk a little bit about the weekend and yeah. what we've just experienced. My good friend, Dr. Jody Owens, who we're going to hear from in. Segment number two this week uh, made the long journey from Johnson University, uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, to be with us. And he brought the message Sunday morning Mm -hmm. out of Jeremiah 29. And then you and I and some of our teammates were blessed to be at a retreat with him at Hanging Rock Camp. Give me your reflections on the last several days as we get ready to set up this uh, interview with Jody Owens. Well, you know, I I thought his, it seems like his perspective comes from a very deep um, and and reflective place of his own. He's obviously uh, spent a lot of time in church work and and academia, but I just loved how simple he kind of brought everything down for for me, like the common person, you know, about how you have to be really secure in your identity and who you are in Jesus. And and then, you know, took us through a lot of, uh, you know, this reflective time on Monday and Tuesday about... You know, you know that how many Christians are just doing, 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 right? And we're not really being with God right. in that contemplative space. I guess yeah. those, those are the words they the use. Contemplative, so, contemplative, life. Yes, yeah. Yes. And um, I like that he talked about you know Christian heroes of the faith from many years ago, monks, and yeah. you know uh, Catholic. Um, was that all new for you? Did you know any of those stories or not? Mm, not really. Not really. Yeah. Not the specific specific stories, but yeah. I, I think I learned to to you know, look in our past. He, he, he talked about how our future is so it's, you can't wrap your mind around the future because we don't know what it is, but we can always look back to our past and learn from our past. And so I appreciated the, the, perspective and the place where he was coming from, I guess. So full disclosure, the, um, lessons that he shared with us mm-hmm. on Monday and Tuesday at mm-hmm. camp. I've heard heard the lessons before. Okay. It was great to hear him again, mm-hmm. but I had not heard his presentation that he did on Sunday morning out of Jeremiah 29. Okay, and you so know, talk about that. Well, thing. that verse is one of the verses that is thrown around all the time. Verse 11. Yeah, I know yeah. the plans I have right. for you, says the Lord, plans mm-hmm. to prosper mm-hmm. you, you know, not to harm you. Mm-hmm. And I think Every sermon or lesson I've ever heard on that passage of Scripture has been taken out of context Mm -hmm. after hearing his message 
which was really Sunday. in context. Well, yeah, he. I mean, it's the prophet Jeremiah. Right. It's probably the darkest of dark times for God's people. Right. The holy city of Jerusalem is about to be destroyed. Mm -hmm. And we have that, that verse of hope. But, you know, just to grab that verse and just mm -hmm. put it on a T-shirt mm -hmm. and to say, you know, here you go, America 2021, you got to go back and see what was really happening and what God was really saying to these leaders, mm -hmm. to these elders that have been carried off into exile is that your life isn't going to change right, right away. For 70 years. It's not going to be happily right. ever after right away. Right. So plant your gardens, yes. you know, harvest your food, marry your sons and daughter, have, have them have children. Settle down. And settle down. I love down. that term, yeah. settle down. Settle down mm -hmm. and realize this is your new normal. And there is a day that I'm going to come right. and in 70 years. But the reality that, that Jody brought up is most of those people weren't going to live to see it. Right. And, and it hit me. I've been very emotional during church when Gary Johnson was here mm -hmm. and when Jody Owens was here to mm -hmm. the point that I, I'm thinking, man, I'm, I'm crying right mm -hmm. now. I hope nobody is looking <laughs> at me. But it just hit mm -hmm. me like a ton of bricks because we have had conversations as a staff and as mm -hmm. a leadership. How are we going to get back to, to normal? How are we going to get back to February 2020? And the takeaway for me hit me right between the eyes is you're probably not. Right. So stop. Stop longing for mm -hmm. what it used to be mm -hmm. and just live in the moment, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. settle mm -hmm. down, settle down. You I know? don't think it meant like settle down, like settle down right. your attitude, but I right. kind of took it as that. I mean, I, cause I'm settled here. This right. is my home, right? but it's more that your attitude settle down. Don't be know, so worked up about stuff. So many of us, and I'm really guilty of this. I think I put a lot of my perspective on how things are going on, how many people come to church, right. how big is the offering? You know, mm -hmm. do we have a, a new ministry that's taking off? Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's easy to get really discouraged when you look out and mm -hmm. there's seats that are empty mm -hmm. or there are Sundays where the giving's not very good or you have a Sunday where there's not a decision for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And again, I think those are good things. You know, we need to keep them in mind. But my takeaway was do what God's called you to do. We're called right. to make Christ-centered disciples. You know, we're going through the whole connected and changed mm -hmm. and committed. And mm -hmm. it was just a moment of really refocusing for me good. personally. Good. And I hope that's how it was, you know, felt by the congregation at large. Mm -hmm. You know, I mm -hmm. hope people were able to say, and I think some did, because I see it, I see it on social media. Yeah. I can tell when messages connect because yeah. some of our people will go and they'll say, I saw this, I heard this, mm -hmm. here's the the snippet. Now mm -hmm. you need to go watch it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you know, we we make our messages available. Right. But when a church member is saying, sure. This really touched me, go see it. Right. I, I know that at least for them, right. it really connected. connected. So yeah. um I'm thankful for Jody. Mm -hmm. Super excited. We were able to pre-record an interview that we're gonna share mm -hmm. in just a couple minutes with him. But mm -hmm. you know, we couldn't do direct line without second church. It's hard for me to believe we've had like eighty-four shows, something oh, like that. We're yeah. getting Toward, what do we do for show 100? What would be Ooh. something really out of the box? I mean, should we do like a live remote somewhere? Where would, where would you want to do a live remote? No, we haven't. Where you would know? you want to do it? I don't know. That'll well, be what, what in do you think? 12 weeks or something? Yeah, no, I think hun uh, the 100th show will be in like, yeah, right, right, like February. Well, I don't want to do it outside then. Well, that would be cool, <laughs> though. You know, you could put on your winter coat and yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We ought to think about okay, that. Okay, we'll but, think about but it. But anyway, we couldn't do direct line without some awesome, faithful sponsors. Right. Who are we saying thank you to? We're thankful to Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, Bill 
and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, the Darby family at Sunset Funeral Home, the team at Hans Tank Wash, and Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley. And I want to give a special shout out to one of our sponsors, my friend Dean mm-hmm. Crandall stepped in and yeah. taught the Oasis Bible Study awesome. so we could go to this retreat and not have to sweat and not have to worry. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure he did an awesome I'm job sure he teaching did. Hebrews chapter 12. I'm sure. We could probably ask RJ and he'd give a, he'd tell us. I know. <laughs> I know. So, well, hey, let's go to break. And when we come back, we were blessed to record about an 18-minute interview with my friend Dr. Jody Owens from Johnson University. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. And we have a real treat right now, Stephanie. We are blessed to uh, be able to visit for a couple minutes with a good friend of mine, Jody Owens, professor at Johnson University. I should say Dr. Mm -hmm. Jody Owens from Johnson University. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I got to start with the important stuff. How about the Georgia Bulldogs? <laughs> well, I am from South Georgia, and yeah, I'm a big Georgia yeah. fan through and through, and uh, they're a lot of fun to watch, that's for sure. And so we're recording this Columbus Day weekend, and uh, Georgia had a big victory against Auburn, and yeah. Alabama went down. They did, so that means Georgia's going to be number one, uh, at least for a week. Maybe by the time this airs, maybe not. In fact, <laughs> I typed these questions before the games on Saturday, and I said on here, is Georgia the best team in the country not named Alabama? And when I handed it to you on Sunday, you laughed, <laughs> right. and I didn't know why. <laughs> I, I went to bed. I didn't stay up. 
So. Yeah, yeah. Bama lost, so yeah. uh, the dogs are number one. Things are right in the world. Uh, <laughs> we play Kentucky, two undefeated teams. Oh, man. Uh, so we'll there see how go. that goes. Well, congratulations. That's good stuff. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Well, hey, you teach at Johnson University in mm-hmm. Knoxville, Tennessee. That is a school that has a rich, rich history here in Danville and with Second Church, uh, especially with Drew Mincer and Dale Daniel and Kylie Garrison and direct line sponsor Mary Lou Knight right. is a, a graduate of Johnson and so many others around here. Tell us a little bit about Johnson University. My guess is there's a lot of people listening that have never heard of Johnson University. Yeah, Johnson University is a, a Christian school uh, that was established in the 1800s, Wow, uh, way back in the day, essentially to train uh people for ministry, especially ministers, and started out actually as a working college. So the students would come from all over the country and would work on the farm essentially to pay their tuition. Mm. So it was created for That's the cool. Yeah, created for the poor young man who wants mm. to go to school to preach the gospel but can't really afford mm. to. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of our our heritage and then the school has just grown over the years and uh, now we have lots of programs that include things like teacher education, counseling, uh, training for missions, uh, right. nursing programs as well. Yeah, so we've we've been around for a while. Uh, I think we're the second oldest Christian evangelical university in the school after Moody. Wow, mm, wow, that's impressive. How many yeah. attend there? Uh, if you include online students and both our Florida campus and the uh, Knoxville, Tennessee Wait, campus, yeah. we have about uh, twelve hundred students. Okay, yeah. That's very, good stuff. Very good. good stuff. Yeah. Well, you spent much of your adult life in the world of Christian academia, but you've always had a love for the local church. And is this a difficult balancing act for you? How do you do that? I mean, teach during the week, you're gone on the weekends. And what do you love about the Christian university? And what do you love about the local church? Yeah, yeah, it is a bit of a balancing act. I was uh, a full time preaching minister for 10 years okay. before I transitioned into academia. Where? Uh, I was at a small church uh, north of Knoxville in rural Tennessee in New Tazewell, Tennessee, and was in grad school that whole time. So I was thinking about it. I've been in in higher Christian ed since I was 27, so that's over (laughs) half my life. Uh, So I've either been teaching or in grad school for for a long, long time. It is a bit of a balancing act. Um, When I first started teaching at Johnson, all of my Bible professors— also had experience leading a local church or were currently leading a local church. But uh, in the United States, uh, higher ed has become more professional. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Mm -hmm. you have a lot of folks now that that don't cross over from church to academia. But I love having a foot in both of those worlds. Uh, I'm essentially paid to read and think and reflect more than I ever could if I were in full-time ministry. You just don't have that time and luxury when you're uh, right. working on a church staff. Right. Um, but I still love the church and preach on weekends and minister to ministers. Uh, and for me, that keeps it real. Uh, it, it keeps me from the danger of getting uh, into the sort of ivory tower of mm-hmm. academia and losing touch with the people in the pews and what's really going on in faith and in the church. And, and I love, I, I'm at my best and thrive when I have a foot in both of those worlds. And your wife likes both feet in both worlds? She does. Yeah? yeah. She goes with it? Yeah. I would think it'd be a balancing act for your spouse as well. It, it is, it is. But the rhythm of academia is really nice. So, for example, our family, we love to take mission trips. Okay. And we can take long-term mission trips 
during the summers when yeah. we don't have classes. Right. So we've spent uh, two and a half months in Scotland, two and a half months in New Zealand. My daughter and I went to Tanzania right before the pandemic. Wow. So we've been able to do a lot like that 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 we would not be able to do if yeah. I were in some other profession where you, you work 12 months a year instead of on that academic calendar year. What what do you find that frustrates you about having both feet in both worlds? Like what frustrates you about the Christian uh, university or the local church? Anything? Yeah, you yeah. feel like you can tell us? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think— uh, one of the tensions, and I always hope for a healthy tension, is that the local church and Christian universities are deeply connected. So I know there's some philosophy that a lot of administrators in Christian universities and faculty would like to see Christian universities be autonomous and have uh, grants and other things that fund them rather than relying on the support of local churches, uh, I would say mm, that's a bad recipe right. because the university needs to push the church, but the church needs to push back. Mm, that's right. Uh, the church keeps university types from doing crazy things mm. because what happens is we, when, you, when you study and you're working toward a terminal degree, you're, typically your study becomes more and more narrow in focus, and you can kind of get myopic and lose... Mm the big picture yeah, uh, and become just consumed with a vision of this thing that you've right. devoted five or six years right. to studying and you think is the most important thing. And the church needs to push back and say, well, that's well and good, but maybe it's not the most important thing. Mm -hmm. So that balance I think is really important. You're really talking about mission drift. And, you know, I love that illustration of Harvard was founded mm. to be a preacher training institute. You know, right. Dartmouth was founded as a missionary training school. And obviously they are elite academic institutions. My guess is nobody's going to Harvard to train for ministry in at least one of our churches would yeah, be my not, guess. Not, yeah, know? there are a few, but right. but not right. like it once was. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and if you look at the history of higher education, that story is pretty much the story of Christian higher education, right, right. Uh, that they start out in one place and tend to drift. Right, right. Uh, and uh, in the, there are few exceptions yeah. to that rule. You know, my alma mater, Lincoln Christian University, the reason Earl Hargrove founded it in the 1940s is the preacher training schools, and I won't name them because you'll mm -hmm. recognize a couple <laughs> of them, mm -hmm. they decided we're not doing that anymore, yeah. or they had went so liberal theologically that Hargrove said, we need a school right here, you know, yeah. and I don't think Lincoln, Illinois is the place anyone would say <laughs> right. is an ideal launching spot, right. but that's the history of it. So yeah. speaking of Illinois, do you get here very much or is this your first time? I know you said in services this morning that you Googled Danville and you found out some things about Danville. Yeah, I mean, yeah. do you come to this area much or not? Not, not a lot, okay. really. It's flyover country for <laughs> yeah. me usually, yeah. Or, yeah. or drive through drive country. Through country. Yeah. Uh, I, I was over in Decatur, though, uh, okay. a month or two ago, uh, doing some workshops for them and speaking. And, I've been, to, mm -hmm. and I've been to Clinton mm -hmm. uh, yep. a time or two. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I get over here occasionally, mm -hmm. but it's not on the way to most of the places I go. We're already working on his next appearance in Danville. Good. And I'm not going to say what it is right now, okay. but it's going to involve a weekend, kind of similar to what you did in Decatur, and I think it's going to be a big hit. Nice. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. Hey, I want you to talk a little bit about the Spiritual Formation Retreat. I shared with our church uh, on the Sunday that you were here that I found that at a time that just on a personal level, I was really struggling. My soul was 
depleted, I guess I would say. And I know that sounds funny because you think, how, how can a minister have a time? That, mm. But we're people, happens. you know, oh, yeah. and we're humans. For sure. And yeah. um, it had been about a year and a half building, and it was exactly what I needed. Mm. Um, you know, I'm an extrovert in a lot of ways, but it was still kind of an um, intimidating reality to go to a retreat with 30 other people. I didn't know anybody, mm. you mm-hmm. know, and yet it was exactly what I needed. Talk mm. a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Spiritual Formation Leadership Summit really came came out of something I'd been doing for several years with alumni from a class that I teach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started teaching uh, 20 years ago a spiritual formation class uh, for honors. I actually did it as part of my doctorate project. Yeah. And the students who graduated from that class said this was really transformative. But they started reaching out to me once they graduated, and they said, we, we're not finding people who know this language. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And the things that we learned there about how to nurture our faith, we're just having a hard time working that out now that we're no longer in school. So I said, why don't we have a retreat once a year, and everybody who's graduated from this class will just get together, yeah. and we'll just keep growing and mm-hmm. and kind of form a community of like-minded people who are pursuing uh, a deeper faith in Christ. Yeah. And I started that in uh, 2005, I guess it was. And uh, we've had some alumni that have not missed one until mm. we had to cancel last year because of COVID. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've developed deep relationships with those folks. And some of those folks went on to work in local churches, right. and they said, you need to do this for other people, mm. right. not right. just the folks who took your class. Well, I'm kind of curious. You're saying they they found themselves, they graduated, and the disciplines, they weren't they didn't find this common language. What what specifically may, are some a couple instances that you're talking about? Yeah, they, for example, they they read Richard Foster's book, Celebration of Discipline, which explores the 12, 12 classic spiritual practices, things like confession, fasting, silence, and solitude. And I would have students say to me, you know, I, I've never had mm-hmm. anybody really teach me in the local mm-hmm. church. Right about the practice of confession, and we certainly never had opportunities Mm -hmm. to formally confess in my church. Or they would say, you know, I've heard about fasting, and maybe we did the 30-hour famine thing when we were in high school, but there wasn't really a lot of teaching on Mm -hmm. why would a person fast, and how does it work, and what's Mm -hmm. the purpose? Or silence and solitude. You know, most (laughs) of our churches are wired. There's no silence or solitude, but when you introduce them to that, they see the value of it, and it's clearly there in Scripture. Yeah. But they were not experiencing that in their local yeah. church. So yeah, that's the and they would and they would sometimes come back a little frustrated. You know, when you learn a little bit, sometimes you can get a little frustrated mm-hmm. right? because you've had a taste of something, but you're trying to figure out how to actualize it right. in your setting, and they just needed some help with that. Yeah. One other thing that you do uh, that I was able to be a part of this year is you've started doing learning retreats, and it's like mm-hmm. a week-long gathering, and it's really maybe geared for the preacher or the teacher or the vocational minister, not going to go back to seminary for whatever reason, but right. wants to keep learning. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. This idea uh, came about when I realized that uh, I've spent so much of my life in higher education, but not everybody's going to go back to school. Mm-hmm. Right. But there are a lot of people that want to be lifelong learners. Sure. They want to keep growing. And when you're in ministry, you have to keep filling up yeah, uh, because you're always pouring out. So you want to have the depth mm-hmm. to, to be able to minister well. Right. And so I thought, what if I recruit college professors to yeah. teach their signature courses uh, in a not-for-credit retreat format that has a real formative 
nurturing pastoral kind of element to it mm-hmm. so that you're eating meals with your instructor, mm-hmm. yeah. you're worshiping with the professor, you're having common time together, but you're also getting the same content that you right. would get in a graduate class or an undergraduate class. But you also don't have to take tests to write papers. Right. <laughs> yeah. hey, can I just yeah. tell you that sealed the deal for yeah, me? Exactly. Let me tell you. Yeah, I bet. I was loving that. Yeah. And and higher education is expensive. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, a lot of churches these days in hire internally. Yeah. They hire people that don't have any formal theological mm-hmm. biblical training, but their game could really be upped if they had some of that content. Hmm. But they're not going to go back to to school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's expensive. There's a huge time commitment. So if if there are ways to deliver that same content, and I actually think it's a better model yeah. than college, because it's 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 less transactional and more transformative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not writing papers to get a grade. Yeah. You're just there because you want to learn and grow yeah. and, and take what you're learning to, to grow c- closer to Christ. So it's a little different motivation, and that changes the dynamic. And so you get people that really want to grow in their faith and are really curious mm-hmm. about Scripture. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so that's a lot of fun. And interestingly, I kind of had in mind church staff, yeah. but a number of lay people have yeah. decided, man, I want to mm-hmm. do that too. I don't want to go back to graduate right. school, right. but I would love to do a week-long intensive study yeah. with uh, somebody that teaches mm-hmm. in one of our mm-hmm. schools. So. Mm-hmm. Something that was so cool, We the class was on the Book of the Twelve, the Minor mm-hmm. Prophets, which mm-hmm. I must have been asleep when I took <laughs> Old Testament in college because <laughs> I never knew there was such a thing as the Book of the Twelve. But I remember you coming back oh, and you were all fired so up about the, the prophets. So good. But the really cool thing about it is we were studying about the New Moon Festival, mm-hmm. and then we had a New Moon Festival celebration. And I think your wife is it bak- baklava. How do you? She say? made baklava. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wow. was just really, really cool. Very you know, neat. Just the whole yeah. week was yeah. Great. Some things you can do that that are more difficult to do in a traditional classroom right. setting where you're right. just together for right. an hour or two right. a week. Yep. Can Good I ask stuff. you a question? Sure. It sounds like you do a lot of pouring out into people. Who is your mentor, and who pours into you? Yeah, yeah. Well, my, the most significant mentor in my life just passed away last year, uh, David Reese, who was a, a teacher at Johnson, uh, and I studied under him, and I'm convinced he's the one that got me hired at, at Johnson, <laughs> and uh, we shared offices next to each other the whole time that I was there. And uh, he he was always an early riser. I'm an early riser, and I would get into the office at six o'clock, and he would have already been there. Wow! wow. And he would uh, he would say, uh, "Jody, Jody, my friend, come in." And he would either have an off color joke, or he would say, <laughs> or he would say, "Let's pray." Yeah. And I never knew which it was going to be. <laughs> oh, that's and good. and uh, he is someone that has really has really poured into my life over the years. Uh, and his his loss is significant to a lot of people. One of those people that the um, the the early Christians called it gravitas. Uh-huh. This idea that some people just have this this gravity, this weight, right. because mm-hmm. of their deep walk with Christ, and they don't even have to say anything; they just have to be present. Yeah, he was one of those kind of people. Ernie, yeah, thanks for sharing that with me. Yeah. So great interview. We're going to need to wrap it up. Time just flies when you're having fun. But sure. one of the questions we ask most of our guests, unless we forget, is um, <laughs> how can we pray for you? How can we pray for your family? How can we pray for your ministry at Johnson University and your ministry to ministers? How would you answer that? Yeah, yeah. I think especially my ministry to ministers is that 
God would connect me with the people that I need to be connected with, not just for my benefit, mm -hmm. but for theirs. Right. I've been thinking a lot lately about this idea that that we probably have lots of people on our team that we don't know are on our team. Right, mm. right. Uh, and as I look back over my life, I realize that the people that just, you know, it, it appears by happenstance, I bumped into them and I was able to minister to them or they were able to minister to me. And then yeah. just like the fact that you came to Johnson with, your Jordan. daughter, Jordan, yeah. you know, uh, we were on the same team, but we didn't know it. It's changed my life forever. Mm. Her decision to not go where I wanted her to go to school, right. to Lincoln, <laughs> to go to Johnson, and it's Jody, but it's so many others mm -hmm. that I now have not just relationships with, but friendships mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful it example. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so maybe just pray that that God would make us all aware of yeah. the people that are on our team, yeah. and make us aware of the ways that that we may be on someone's team and can pour into their lives. So I think that that would be the way I would ask you to to pray, okay. and then just wisdom to know how to balance doing all of these retreats with all the other responsibilities I have too. Well, I'm thankful for you. You've made a huge difference in my life. You've made a huge difference in my daughter and son-in-law's life and so many others. And I'm we're really blessed that we had you in Danville this yeah. weekend at Second Church. Uh, you tackled a passage of Scripture that I think is probably thrown out there out of context a lot. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll never read Jeremiah 29 the same way again. Mm -hmm. And yet yeah. it's exactly the message I needed to hear. Yeah, I'll for tell you sure. For well, sure. good. All right. Jody Thank Owens, you. Johnson University. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back. You know, it's easy to make promises. The hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Home and cremation centers. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217 260-5647. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, October 14th. A blessing mm -hmm. to catch up with right. Jody Owens. 
and a lot of wisdom there. And, you know, one of the cool things he talks about those retreats that he does down in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And I hear that you and Kenna might be uh, doing a road trip. Kenna said, we need to do this. Yes, just make that covenant. Just make that commitment that is we're going to go. It's in April, gonna it. though, right? Well, there's an is April, Easter? there's an October. Yeah, I, April, mean, I mean, Easter's in April this year. It so. is, but ah. you could do October of right. 2022. Right. But have right. you ever been to the Smoky Mountains? I have been to okay. the Smoky Mountains. Pretty Beautiful. cool place, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Are you a hiker? Hmm. Not I so have. much. Okay. I can. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. I don't know. Good stuff. Hey, three articles I want to talk about right. in segment three. The first is from Christian Post, and the message is... Churches face volunteer shortages, difficulty mobilizing congregants amid pandemic. Experts warn, uh, I about said warm, warn. So what do you take from this article here saying that, man, it's just tough sledding right now, finding enough people? Mm-hmm. I mean, we know businesses that can't open their dining rooms right. because they can't hire enough people. Right. And, you know, talking to my daughter, I can't believe this. She lives in Boston and she's visiting this week, which, mm-hmm. by the way, welcome home, Jordan Taylor Vangan. Yeah. But she said the Starbucks out there, a lot of them are closing every day at three o'clock. Because they just can't get. They're normally open to like 10 or right. 10.30. I just, I can't fathom that, but it sounds like it's even hitting the local church. And I think we felt that some. Right. I traveled this past week with my mom and we were trying to find a hotel down in Mount Vernon, Illinois. And I think we went to three hotels and they said, we have no room. And we're like, well, what's going on? They said, well, we're only open 40% capacity because we can't find people to clean the rooms. So yeah, I think it's everywhere. But what I took away from this article that you're going to link is that um, they're saying one of the best ways to recruit other volunteers to come back to church is through other volunteers. They say the people that are sitting at home watching church, they're more likely to volunteer when they see another congregant who is volunteering. And when the the other volunteer says, hey, I'm doing this, I want you to do this with me, that's more effective than like, you know, Kenna, our kids minister. So I think that's a good thing for us. We need to maybe show, these are the people that have come back. These are the people that are serving. And we want you to come back. Did you know we had a first time couple back um, since COVID that was here this past Sunday that awesome. sat right behind me, and I was yeah. so glad to see them. And, yeah. and I text- they haven't been back since March of 2020. Yes, is that right? Yeah, yeah. they had COVID. They're fully yeah. vaccinated, so they felt comfortable with coming back. And I texted her and I said, "It was so glad to see you." I I think you just forget when right. you don't see who's not here. You forget, and you're right. like, "Oh, oh, I haven't seen them for a right. year and a half." So right. well, and I think uh, whatever church you're a part of, that's a great reminder that if you are back. You know, look around for who's not back. And if you are not back or you are not serving, this might be the time yeah. to get back at it. Absolutely. You know, because for me, when I attend something, I'm moved. But when I attend and I serve, I think it mm-hmm. takes, you know, your your walk to a whole new level. Right. And I think for a lot of people, that's been one of the casualties of the last 20 months right. is getting out of that rhythm of service. And, right. you know, it can become unhealthy. You know, you can be so busy doing, right. and we just right. had a retreat about that. Right. But I think for some, it's time to, to get back. It's time to move on. Yeah. So we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. Hey, do you know the name Candace Cameron Bure? Well, of course I do. I okay. watched Full House when I was okay. younger. So when I think Candace Cameron Bure, I don't think Full House, but I think the Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries on the Hallmark Channel. I don't know what that is. Which, oh yeah, <laughs> man, that's some good modern TV. Is it? She is a Roya. Yeah, it's kind of a mystery movie. <laughs> okay. I mean, when I say really good, that's like relatively speaking because <laughs> it is the Hallmark Channel, but um, I enjoy it. But um, I-, I love Candace Cameron Bure because she is an outspoken person of faith. Right. Right. And she talks about her time that she was on The View. Now, 
do you know anything about The View? I don't watch it, but I know okay. about it. That's so, why I don't watch it. So um, let's say somebody's <laughs> listening to Direct Line and they don't know anything about it. How would you describe The View? The View? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's a multiple ta- women. talk show with multiple women. Um, left-leaning. Are they all left-leaning? Do well, they typically have one? They maybe? usually have the token right-leaner yeah. or the token person of faith. Right. And they're just not very nice to them. Yeah. You know, they, right. and, and here's the thing that this article really jumped out at me is that she said her time at The View led to PTSD for wow. her. And when I first read it, I thought, man, that's over the top. I mean, really, uh, yeah, you know, right. especially we know people that have served in the military right. that have Truly. come home yeah. with PTSD. Right. But then there's a part of me that wondered, are people of faith out there? And it has been such a challenging season mm. when encountering people that they're not just people of faith, but they're anti-faith right. almost. Right. And I would say at times the view really oh. comes off oh, yeah. almost anti-faith. And it, right. it just really made me sad. This is someone I really mm. admire, someone that mm-hmm. um, I've, I've been a fan of, I mm-hmm. guess you would say, mm-hmm. and I hope in a healthy way. And it just it kind of broke my heart a little bit to think that, that being a part of a talk show brought about PTSD. Oh, that's too bad. So any takeaways as you read through that? Uh, I've got a takeaway. What's that? Be nice to people. Knock off the the ridiculousness. You know, there's too much vitriol out there. You know, I got, I don't think I've shared this with you on radio. Um, I was the victim of some Twitter bullying recently. Yeah, I was. Um, Ed Stetzer, who is a Christian leader in the Chicago mm-hmm. area, has a weekly talk show, and he's a professor at Wheaton. He just made a, a passing statement on 9-11, how much he missed George W. Bush and his style of leadership, his okay. faithful style of leadership. Okay. And um, I just chimed in and said, Ed, I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. And I just said, I... I was so thankful for the character and the integrity mm-hmm. of 43. He was mm-hmm. president number mm-hmm. 43. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to say a whole lot about the people that have succeeded him, right. but I said, I hope that 47, who's going to be the next president mm-hmm. after Joe Biden, mm-hmm. I hope he will be a person that is wired of that kind of character. Mm. Man, I mean, you want to talk about the hate. Really? I mean, mean. Aww. I mean, just, and, and it's obvious they had went back and read some of the previous tweets that I'd shared about faith. And uh-huh. I mean, it was like attacking to the point that I just stopped reading it really? after a while. And I'm thinking, um, and part of that's the problem with social media. You know, you don't see the people you're attacking. Mm-hmm. So you don't actually know what's happening. But um, it was way over the top. Mm. And uh, I, I, I responded to, to Stetzer a, a second time, and he was just kind of like, that. that's the world of social media, especially mm-hmm. the world of Twitter. Wow. It's just mean. It's Ugh. just awful. And so my message of the week be nice be kind knock it off especially on social media or just in general that's well i i think in general but i think especially on social media you know that's gonna last forever you know and and i think there are probably some people that are gonna wake up and think why did i get so angry they don't even know me they don't even know him you know what i mean it's just just settle down Settle down. Settle down. That's been the theme of the show in a lot of ways. That's right. I think. Thank you, Jody Owens. That's right. Hey, did you ever watch Star Trek growing up? No. I loved. I mean, I'm talking (laughs) the old Star Trek. 
<laughs> I'm talking. What I was never his name? Did. Leonard Nimoy with the pointed the point, ears. I saw him. I'm oh. like, what's up with that guy? So ears? I loved Captain Kirk. Okay. And so guess what Captain Kirk's doing this week? Is he going into space? He's going into space. For real. A little Jeff Bezos. Would you ever want to do that? Um, I don't think so. I don't I think mean, you could pay me any amount of money to get in a spaceship. I, I'm an adventurous kind of guy. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a church member, and I, I won't say how old she is, but she's older than most people that want to do this. And she went skydiving. I saw that on Facebook. And I'm thinking, now, I would love to do that. <laughs> Why won't we say her name? Well, I don't have her yeah. permission. Oh, okay. You know, do you think she wouldn't mind? I don't, think, I don't think Marianne would, would mind. Throw it out. That's all. I'll just Marianne. say that. I don't think Marianne yeah. would mind. And so I just think that's really cool. <laughs> it is. That she went skydiving. Yeah. You know, and that I have not Would gone, you do that? I would. I'd I think I would do skydiving. I'd jump in today. Well, I think you can probably maybe go to the airport could, and do it but, today. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Okay. But I could do that. But um, go to space, I, I don't think so. That's yeah. so risky. But for me, I just think it's kind of cool that Mr. Star Trek is, is in space. When, right now he is? I think Wednesday on of this Wednesday week, of on the this 13th, week. I okay. think. And again, it's not like a Star Trek voyage right. where they're going for It's just for a weeks. few minutes, right, isn't right, it? Right, I wonder, Absolutely. does he have to pay for it? Um, I would assume. Most people that have to do it have to pay for it. If but he... Bezos cut him a deal and said, since you're William Shatner. <laughs> now, is it Bezos is? or Bezos? Whatever. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. Bezos. I'm not a fan of him. I don't but know. Yeah, yeah, I think it is Bezos, actually. Okay, so. But you call him but Bezos. we're not going to re-edit this. I actually call him other names, but, but that's not very settle nice. Settle down. I just got done saying be nice. Settle so down and be I, nice. I mean, I shouldn't refer to him as Jeff Bozo. I shouldn't do that. That's exactly <laughs> right. So um, anyway, oh, this is a segment that is going the wrong direction in a hurry. But, settle down. Um, you know how old William Shatner is? I don't know. I, if I have had to guess, I'd say 82. How about 90 years old. Is he old. really? 90 years old 90. going into space. That's is pretty that cool. How, is that safe, do you think? Like uh, takeoff? Can you imagine what does that do to a 90-year-old We're, we're about man. to find out. Oh, yeah. that's exciting. Yeah. So anyway, okay. maybe we'll have to have an update next maybe. week. All let's right. do. Hey, let's go to break. Let's end this segment. <laughs> we can't end it quick enough. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great! Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SIPC. 
Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line, this last segment of the day on this Thursday, October 14th. Yes. And let's, we'll try to class it up after that last segment. Yeah, I was a little out of line. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have said Bozo. That was, I'll probably get some fan mail. You might. I right, don't know. Right. Oh, but you know, I some mean, people call like, me Stephanie. Some people call me Stefani. Yeah, so it just that's true. Yeah. So Jeff, if you're listening, I apologize. I, I bet he's not. I just not. want to say, you know, isn't he like the richest man in America? I think right? so. Yeah. So who knows? Well, he probably can afford to yeah. pay for yeah. William Shatner. To, is yeah. Shaffner? Shatner? Shatner. Yeah, Shatner. William Shatner. Yeah. Well, I hope, I hope that goes well. Yeah. Now, do you know what other television show William Shatner was famous for other than Star Trek? I can see him in, in yeah. Like a police officer yes, uniform? TJ Hooker. You remember okay, that? I do remember that. Jay Hooker. That ba- was a way ba- that ba- was bad TV. Back. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, definitely not Do you ever something... watch some of those, like Chips? I do. And... Well, like, I'm a big Columbo guy, <laughs> Are you? Okay. you know? Yeah. And so I bring that up because, yeah. you know, this week was Columbus Day. Right. And you'll find That's some of our segue. older people, they will talk about Columbo Day. <laughs> and it just makes me laugh because <laughs> Columbo and Columbus are different Very people, different. You know? But, yeah, I do really love seeing the old school television yeah. shows with the, the William Shatners of the world. Very it's good cool. stuff. But that is a perfect segue to our history yeah. page. And, you know, we didn't do history last week, I don't believe. We were so busy with other stuff. Right. So um, I've got three dates, 1492, October 12. The ocean blue. Yes, did you learn that in, I did in learn school that. growing yep. up? Yep. That's right. But um, Columbus reaches the new world. Christopher Columbus, the Italian explorer, um, lands in the New World on October 12, 1492. Can you imagine, though, taking off? Oh, I mean, yes. I know. What did they have, like a little telescope? I mean, not much. I, I don't even know what you would be looking for. Not much. Not much. He thought he was going to China. Is now, that correct? Now, so, here, yeah, so here's the crazy thing about it, though, is that you have people now that will not even share the name Christopher Columbus. You know, it is so politically incorrect to talk about Columbus Day. This week in Chicago, the governor of Illinois and the mayor of Chicago would not be a part of the Columbus Day parade. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, because it's Indigenous Peoples Day. And oh. because Columbus was so abusive and so much negative happened along those lines. And um, I'd like to see what would happen if they got on a boat and tried to make yeah. it. I mean, I bet bad things did happen. Well, well here's my thing. You can't erase history. You, I just you shouldn't. It, it wears me out. And I think one of the challenges that I see is let's tell the story. Mm-hmm. Let, let's let the know. Let's let people know about the bad. Right. I mean, there is bad that happened along those lines, but it's like pulling down all the statues mm-hmm. of, you know, Confederate generals and, you know, use it as a teaching right. moment. Right. But just to erase it, just right. to pretend that it didn't happen. It's kind of crazy. I, well, it's angry. It angers me, quite honestly, because I just think it is, uh, it's just really silly, right. quite honestly. Right. But anyway, anyway, that happened in 14. He thought he was headed to China. 92. Is that right? He did. That's right. But he ended up in the Bahamas? Correct. Is that correct? Correct. That's right. Wow. I'd ra- I think I'd rather end up in the Bahamas, too. So how about October 11, 1975? There was a wedding that took place, Happy Bill and Hillary Clinton. And so when I say Bill Clinton, or I say Hillary Rodham Clinton, uh-huh. what? 
comes to mind, Stephanie. I know. I know. Well, when yeah. I think of Bill Clinton, I think of Jennifer or Monica, Monica Lewinsky. Lewinsky. That's yeah. what I think of. I, that's the main thing that I think of. And so there is a new miniseries um, that is unfolding right now on A&E about the Monica Lewinsky affair. It's called Impeachment, and it's the story. And Monica Lewinsky is someone that has consulted on this. I think it's going to end up being a nine oh. or ten episode. I, I think maybe... Five or six episodes have aired, but I've watched it. Yeah. And I, again, just in full disclosure, I've never had a lot of respect for Bill mm -hmm. Clinton. You know, I've never had a lot of respect for the character. And y you can Google it if you don't know what I'm talking about along those lines. But I'd always kind of had a negative perspective of Monica Lewinsky, mm -hmm. kind of like someone that took advantage mm -hmm. of a man that mm -hmm. didn't have strong moral standing. And it's really changed my perspective, really? quite honestly. Because I think in a lot of ways, and again, you know, it takes two to tango there's no doubt Absolutely. about that and does but, clinton get a chance to defend himself or well, speak in this from my documentary understanding, it, i mean it's kind of uh it's a docudrama okay. so it's really not a documentary as okay. much as it's kind of acting out okay. what happened it's a dramatic presentation but um it it's really made me realize you know she was like a 23 year old intern you know mm -hmm. and it's just sad the way the world kind of collapsed around her and the number of people that turned on her and made her the, the bad girl or bad mm -hmm. guy, however you want to mm -hmm. say it, in this whole deal. And again, this isn't to rain down on, you know, Bill Clinton necessarily. Happy anniversary, Mr. Former President. But it, it's just sad uh, what has happened to her and to her life. And it's made me really gain respect for her mm. in a lot of ways mm. that she was able to keep on despite all the negative mm -hmm. that surrounded her and all mm -hmm. the negative that continues to unfold along those lines. So Impeachment is the name of the miniseries. You can find it okay. on A&E. Third history segment, October 15, 1991, Clarence Thomas confirmed to the Supreme Court. And I would say this was the first really contentious nomination process involving a Supreme Court justice in my lifetime where he actually was confirmed. Do you remember anything about Clarence Thomas and Anita I think Hill? In 91, what was happening? I don't 91, think I was, we were graduating I, from, from college. college and yeah. I don't think I was paying a yeah. lot of attention to yeah. politics at that time, but I do, rem I do yeah. remember it. But it yeah. was really ugly yeah. and it really turned into a he said, she said. And is that where it's kind of like now that happens now oh, every time they try to confirm. Ugly is that, was that the first now. one? But it, I, this I is mean, the first one I you remember. remember. Yeah, okay. This is the first yeah. one in my lifetime. Yeah. I would have been 22. We would have right. been 22 at the time. Right. But um, one of the funny things about it is I was watching a documentary on the confirmation process. Uh -huh. And guess who one of the leading senators was? Uh, trying to push this process. I don't know. Senator Joe Biden. Oh, really? <laughs> so that's just kind of funny. Yeah. And he said yeah. something that was weird because both Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill are are saying out loud totally different stories. Uh -huh. And Joe, Senator Joe Biden says, I believe both of them. <laughs> <laughs> it just huh. made me laugh. Yeah. I'm like, how can that be? But hmm. anyway, I digress. So, hey, our show's over. Was a fast so I want to end with good news segment. I gave some props to my son last week. I'm yeah. going to give props to my daughter, Jordan, Do it. who I love so much. She's here from Boston. So thankful for the young woman that mm. she is, mm -hmm. the Christ follower that she is. And I got to hike in the dark with her at Kickapoo <laughs> Wednesday for an hour as the sun rose. You take a late with you it was so you golden. know where you're going? Or well, I got the phone. You know, I got the okay. little phone. But okay. yeah, no, good. she protected me okay. from the dark. So Well, I'm good glad stuff. you got to spend time with yeah, her this it was week. Good That's time. awesome. So, anyway, on behalf of our tech, Ben Smith, who mm -hmm. we couldn't do direct line without, and my friend Stephanie Spangler, this is Greg Taylor saying so long. We'll see you next week.